0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the weekly Digital Literacy Podcast. Um, On this week's episode, we will be talking about social media and education. My name is Samantha, and I'm joined by my two classmates. Introduce yourself, guys.
1: My name is Cheyenne. I'm a psychology major. I'm an undergrad, and I am an aspiring teacher. My topic will be about how social learning theory relates to using social networks and learning, therefore, enforces connected learning.
2: And hi, I'm Marshawn Stapleton and I am a visual arts education uh, major in my master's program and I will be discussing the use of social media as an uh, an assessment tool.
0: So the first thing I'd like to talk about um, with you guys is the way we use Twitter for educational purposes. Um, Specifically, we could talk about our Twitterverse experience in the class. Um, Reading the Tang and Hugh reading um, about Twitter, that's the first thing that I thought about. Um, So in the other reading, Greenhow and Lewin, they said, social media as a space for learning with varying attributes of formality and informality. So the way we use Twitter in the class um, is sort of a formal experience, but also informal formal, even though it's through social media, because it's teacher-initiated. Um, we're given directions on how to tweet, how, to, how we think about each week. Um, but although it's teacher-initiated, it w- allows us to have that outlet of expression outside of the normal restraints of the class. The initiation of the Twitterverse is formal, but the outcomes are sort of informal if we think about it. We are the ones that keep the Twitterverse wheel spinning. We keep it going, interacting with each other. We are able to write down our thoughts, our favorite quotes, or ask each other questions. It's a useful way to talk about what we are learning in the class as a community on Twitter. And we can even grab from outside outside sources of Twitter is its own community. So what do you guys think about the way we use Twitter in our digital literacy class?
2: So I think the Twitterverse experience has been very insightful and it's very useful it's interesting to see how other people are interpreting the information and what they are finding important to post and it's very um like coded to people's like life experiences and so it's interesting to see kind of like what that person's like interests are like i know i've done like movies and things like that and a lot of people find different interesting current events or interesting ways of like looking at the information that i really wouldn't have thought of from the reading and i would also add that just i think i maybe particularly um struggle with using social media kind of in general like i've Obviously, had an Instagram and a Facebook for years, and even using those on a regular basis has always been challenging me. So, even using them recreationally was hard for me to like make a like to keep up with. So, making a schedule to do it for class was also kind of challenging. And I think that that really reminded me of what I was reading in the studies because they interviewed people on their like positive or negative reactions to knowing that they're going to be using twitter and their ability to like use it for a class and not be distracted and the first time that i opened twitter was for this class and so i was seeing all of these accounts for the first time on twitter and seeing like like forbes posting things and i'm like oh what does forbes have to say about this and like just trying to stay like on task for me was like an interesting Challenge that I I, that I really didn't see coming, but like that's that's just part of social media. But I think it's really been it's been educational, learning about like what my peers think about the topics, and then also just literally learning about Twitter and like what's going on there.
1: So personally, I have been a bit resistant to the Twitterverse experience. I've never been a fan of Twitter, so. Um... I've kind of had to leave my comfort zone with this class and engaging in Twitter. Um, After doing my part of the research for this week's lesson, I did realize though, however, that it does open us up to the experience of connected learning and the best way to learn, well, one of the best ways to learn is through experience. So as we learn about each other's experience more, whether it's through movies or television or our own actual personal experiences it does kind of give a bit of context to the formal lessons that we're learning in class so i i think i would approve or um value the use of twitter and social media within this class as well
2: something i found very interesting was from the tang and hughes reading that explored examples of teachers using social media as forms of assessment for the students. As an art teacher, I have always found it very difficult to find effective ways of assessing students in ways that they understand and um, really can comprehend. And not a way that, as in it um, makes sense to them like, it needs to like so that they can add up points almost the way that if you take a math test and you get a grade you can go through that those teachers marks on your test and add up your score and see how exactly you got the grade that they gave you i feel like it's been a challenge as an art teacher to overcome the subjectivity of grading artwork and so when i saw that they're using this as a form of like reflective assessment for students to post things and um, then kind of use, take quantitative actions that you can then measure and say like, oh, you've done this and it was relevant. So you're getting X amount of points. Um, That to me was extremely useful as a teacher. That's a very useful tool um, because you, I would want students to be doing critiques and like looking at artwork in their free time and I would want to be able to reward students points wise for spending extracurricular time engaging with artwork. So, if you did do like a Twitter or something like that and had students post on uh, about artwork onto it or art history things or anything they really found interesting um, about fine arts or performance or whatever the or photography if that's like what the class is. And then you, they could somehow acquire points towards their grade through the Twitter. And then the other kids in the class could see it and they could discover new artists that way or be put onto different shows and things and galleries. Like there's so many different avenues you could explore with that. Uh, I, so I thought that was really interesting. And they also um, explored self-assessment too. And I as remember being as a student Um, whenever teachers would give you an opportunity to grade your own paper or grade your own test or grade a peers. Um, It was a really interesting experience and I always wondered how exactly that folded into what your grade ended up being in the end. So I would want to really explore different ways of having my students self-assess because that's something that i really thought about a lot during my initial student student teaching experience was if i could have students somehow grade their own artwork and then maybe average it in or something like that um but critiquing doing group critiques was really the closest i've ever got to um addressing the idea of self-assessment in an art room in an art classroom but i think uh i would love to explore using social media as forms of Uh, on-the-fly assessment or even they brought up another good point was that you could it set benchmarks because then you could go back and look at it and you could track students progress over time and see what they're posting about and it gave you real-time like benchmarks of their understanding of the material and those also for me as an uh, art teacher were very hard to um, get to have students like create something tangible that i could use as a marker every single day throughout a project because obviously we're spending days working on one thing so i'll get like one thing a week maybe so having one thing a day would also be very helpful so i could adjust the curriculum um so i'm interested to know if either of you two really learned anything or developed any skills through using social media
0: Thinking about art, uh, since I'm also in the Art Education Master's program, I remember a task that me and my classmates from undergrad would do after our final projects for each semester. We would all post our artwork on our Instagram stories and reach out for each other for critiques. Uh, I think just posting a picture of a drawing and then adding that little response tag that you can add on uh, the Instagram story, asking for a critique. After we would do that, we would all respond to each other's works and give feedback, um, negative, positive, you know. Uh, the responses were usually done after our in-class critiques, and this way it gave us more of an informal opportunity to share with each other what we thought outside of the pressure from class. Another great thing about it was that other individuals who weren't in my classes would also join in. So I would get feedback from people I normally wouldn't have. And then vice versa for me. This is a really cool way I was able to use social media as an informal assessment tool. It was a new way for me to utilize Instagram rather than just posting photos from my daily life.
1: So, specifically, what I've learned from social media, I've seen and post on Instagram about the Tulsa, Oklahoma, Greenwood District that existed in 1921. It was something I never learned in history, so when I did um learn of the massacre and everything i did do my own research but a skill that i learned more specifically in this class would be the double checking and kind of knowing that there is misinformation and disinformation and that you just that you should cross check because when we did take the quiz on finding out what is real information and what is false, i did realize that i'm not a good indicator of what is real information and what is false. so I am more prone to double check things when I see them on social media now and verify that this is accurate information. So once again, I'm Cheyenne, Um, my major is psychology and because my major is psychology, I kind of wanted to learn how the social learning theory related to using social networks and learning, thus bringing back, bringing together all of connected learning. So I did find this article that search terms relevant to social media and learning on SMBase and Medline between the years of 2004 and 2014. So the authors of that article described examples of lifelong learners using social media in not only the educational setting but also in the medical field that have been reported in peer-reviewed literature. So it kind of... This engagement within social media parallels in the learning process over time to the extent that online social network, it it, it fosters more of a feedback and collaborative effort that is more realistic in the real world, so to say, than the structured, formal setting of a
2: classroom.
1: Um, Social media is a key way to continuously learn um, there is additional research that is needed to see how effective, effective it is more to formal setting, but it is considered a social activity by psychologists such as Albert Bandura, who, who of course, modeled, who theorized that we learn by modeling others. So social media, in a sense, kind of embodies how he conceptualized learning. There's also a psychologist called Lev Vygotsky who also proposed that we learn through social interaction. So I also looked up some of the statistics and found that 89% of young adult American internet users are more than two thirds of American internet users between the age of 30 and 64, using social networking sites. Even among senior American adults, Internet users over the age of 65 are using social networking. So a lot of the search engines have found that social media brings together a connected learning in, number one, recognition of one's own learning needs, number two, participation in research endeavors, number three, self-initiation or self-directed learning, number four, technical computer skills, and five, personal motivation. Now, I have found personally that in this class, I have experienced the majority of those underlying factors. Um, One I'll speak on for technical and computer skills, I never screencasted before, and that was something that I did for the first time within this class. So educators are continually finding that utilizing this social media construct that is kind of incapable of using, that it's more effective in facilitating generic questions and answers among students, not only students, but trainees and faculty within existing fields like the medical field and the educational field. So in conclusion, I would say that social media tools afford opportunities, but the content is user-generated, so this does give a little bit of a restriction of, well, it does give abundance of unverified information so this kind of needs more I would say a magnifying glass for experts so that it's not only comments circulated comments by peers so wikis for example peers can basically go on and edit and add information on their will to their will you know so it's not verified so the That's the pullback of sharing information, but it is realistic to the setting that we do face in the real world. world. There is teamwork and there is learning from our own personal experiences. So that's the way it brings into connected learning all together.
0: As stated in the Greenhow and Lewin reading, social media has unique and powerful features, readily facilitating connections to others through sharing and community evaluation, leading to participatory engagement in effective multimodal learning communities. I think we can all agree after delving into this week's readings that social media is a super useful tool in and outside of the classroom. It presents a lot of new opportunities despite some of its drawbacks. Thank you all for tuning into this week's digital literacy podcast on social media and education. See you all next week.